Hey, good morning, everybody. How's it going? Hope you're great. I'm great. Let's get right into it. So uh, these are some thoughts and reflections I had while flying 37,000 feet, 600 miles an hour, 900 kilometers an hour since we're doing the metric system thing. And well, I thought about it anyway. I thought it was kind of funny that we have the ability to do this now. If you were to take away the hull of the aircraft, the hull, not the hull, the hull of the aircraft, you just see like hundreds of people crammed into this giant cylinder. And, you know, while you're inside, you have the sounds of mighty air travel. You have the huge jet engines pushing metal through the atmosphere, atoms giving way to other atoms. It's just a silly, I don't know, it's just a silly thought, but just to kind of put it into perspective of what humans are doing now versus, you know, even 100, 150, 200 years ago. Um, travel itself is cool and strange because like, we have the ability to visit different cultures and people that are completely different from us. Um, and even like friends and family, we can go fly to see them across the country or maybe sometimes across the world in in hours. Um that's amazing. And it's also it's strange also because we can now visit more countries in a day than most people could have visited in a lifetime, even like a hundred, hundred and fifty years ago. Uh I mean modern air travel, like modern air carrier travel isn't even a hundred years old yet. Um and aircraft in general are just barely a hundred or over a hundred years ago, and we've already like even been to the moon and planning a trip to Mars. And you know, at that point, uh, there I was, you know, packed in a plane, being served hot meals, and coffee and wine, and watching movies, reading, surfing the web at thirty-seven thousand feet. I mean, even surfing the web. That's not something that was around, like, not even, like, five, like, maybe eight, ten years ago. Anyway, it was, I thought it was a really, just interesting to think about. And that reminds me of, there was this, uh, the comedian Louis C.K., if you've never seen it, you can Google this. Um, I think he was on Conan or something, and he had this little bit where he was talking about how everything is amazing, and yet no one's happy. So going back to travel... Travel itself, so not necessarily air travel, but the travel itself, it's not always glamorous. And like it's often stressful and things don't always go as planned. And that's sort of a microcosm of real life, like a tiny version of the real thing. Shit happens when you've made plans. Life happens when you make plans. And, you know, people get sick on vacation, tours get canceled, streets are closed because of, you know, various things tsunami civil war obviously those are extremely rare but those things happen right and then good stuff happens too we meet strangers and we find that we can easily connect with them we eat amazing food we explore the world and really as we're exploring the world we are exploring ourselves and you find out a lot about yourself whenever you learn uh, about the world and when you learn about the people that are here now and the people that you know were here in the past um i mean you find that we're not so different after all and that all the world is very similar and people have 
the same circumstances and they, even without the same language, they can understand you, right? Because we are, I mean, we are all human. We're all made up of 99% of the same, same thing. I heard someone say one time, if you, I can't remember what book it was in, or I read it somewhere. Maybe it was a, one of those corny Facebook aphorisms. Uh, anyway, I heard what it was said. If you want to know someone's true character, then you observe how they treat people who can do nothing for them. And when it comes to travel, I think I'd take that a step further. If you want to know your own true character, visit a country where you don't even know how to say hello. And, you know, I think you'll soon find that they're more warm-hearted people than you ever thought. Because um, it forces you to rely on your wits and on people than probably more than you would like to do. And, yeah, people want to help. And uh, the world is far smaller and more beautiful than we can ever imagine. Anyway, I guess I'm old school, and one of the things I like about flying is the fact that it forces you to disconnect from your phone, or at least it does to me. Like, I'm not going to go on to like an anti-phone tirade here. There's plenty of people that are smart and that talk about that all the time. Um, but we know that these things do rub our attention span, and they take us away from what we're doing and who we're with. Uh, but they are incredible tools. They allow us to do so much in the world that it's truly exceptional. Like the power you have in your phones, like nowadays with Twitter and a lot of things, I mean, wars can be instigated and lives ruined. You can read all the masterworks ever written in like a matter of seconds. You can download them. We can listen to music that was made even before electricity was a concept. I think that's pretty amazing. And you can even run a whole company from a cell phone. Um, so I'm not some Luddite who's against technology uh, telling you to throw your phones in the sea and give up deodorant and start eating armadillo. But I'm saying that, you know, we need to control it. And like anything, we should do it in moderation. Anyway, that was sort of a tangent. Um, I like the fact that when I'm on the airplane, it sort of forces me to... Um, not use the phone and not have these messages coming in, you know? Um, and then that led me to think about how constraints are a great thing for us and the mind and, you know, just the stuff that we do every day. It's crazy that I find when I have all of the time in the world to do anything I want, I sort of trap myself in a prison. Of, of too much possibility and too many choices, uh, like an agrophobia for the mind. I just learned that word yesterday, and I learned a long time ago that if you want to really sort of um, internalize the meaning of a word, you got to try to use it. So I was able to use it. I was very proud of myself. And agrophobia means irrational fear of open spaces. I learned that by watching the uh, Anthony Bourdain documentary called Roadrunner. I would highly recommend it. When I have too much possibility and too many choices, it's like, yeah, it's my mind. It, it, I don't know. It just seems like I, I turn, I wind up into like a ball of buzzing anxiety. And, you know, you can get um, depressed because there's so many things in, you know, whatever. And there's self-doubt slithers in for no reason. And, you know, but when we build in constraints, we're forced to deal with what we have in front of us 
and to use what we have available to us. Discipline is a form of constraint, right? You tell yourself, for example, you have to go on a walk every day and you say no to other things so you can make that walk happen. Constraints give you the ability to focus. Um, another example, sometimes when I'm practicing drums, I only allow myself to use the snare drum, the kick, and the hi-hat. Right? The hi-hat's the one that's like the two cymbals that are sitting on, on top of one another. Um, there are like a dozen other pieces that I don't use and I choose not to use sometimes uh, because I'm constraining myself to these three things to help me focus on less flashy things when it comes to the instrument. Less flashy, but probably more important, right? Like dynamics, setting or setting and staying with the tempo, volume, energy output. Um, so people think that being disciplined or having constraint is to restrict yourself. But it's actually the opposite. When you build in these constraints, you make a way to find to do things that you actually feel are important and are actually good for you. So it gives you freedom. Discipline is fundamental to our, you know, our mental health and mental hygiene. I mean, let's face it: modern life with all its nice things and amenities and everything, like it's fucking awesome. And we can just about do anything we want. We don't have problems doing the basic necessities, right? Getting food because it's easy to buy and make. Uh, most of us are safe. You know, we're not running around from animals and you know getting out of the weather and crazy shit like that. Um, so we have all these nice things that are sort of built into our modern society. But there are parts of the world that don't have these conveniences that we have here in America and other, um, you know, very, very ultra, as they say, quote, developed nations, unquote. And, you know, the places that don't have these conveniences they don't have this first world problem of having to build constraints. Those are already built into their lives. This is a problem of abundance. Too much freedom, you know, too many choices, too many too many things that we have. Interesting, did you know that the most affluent countries in the world also have the highest suicide rates? And within those affluent countries, the more affluent the populace, so the richer the group, also, the higher the suicide rate. You, you would think that the opposite's true, but the reality is people in less fortunate circumstances don't have the luxury of choice or the burden of abundance. They're just trying to take care of themselves and their families, and they're trying to make it. Uh, so they don't have to think about buying the latest and greatest shit or following this fad or whatever because they don't have time to, frankly. Um, they do what works, and then they move on. And everything they do or most things that they do anyways are filled with meaning. And there's a reason that they do all these things that they do. Um, there's a book by Viktor Frankl called Man's Search for Meaning. I believe I've mentioned it before, but I mention it a lot because I think about it a lot and I thought it was an amazing book I, and I recommend it. Um, I mean, he was a, um, a psychologist and he did many other things um, and he survived two Nazi concentration camps. In World War II. Um, I think about this quote all the time, but I'm going to read the full quote and then um, I may stop to give some commentary along the way. Uh, Mental health is based on a certain degree of tension. The tension between what one has already achieved 
and what one still ought to accomplish, or the gap between what one is and what one should become. Such attention is inherent in the human being and therefore is indispensable to mental well-being. We should not, then, be hesitant about challenging man, and in this case, when he says man or anything that sounds like that, he's talking about people. So, we should not be hesitant about challenging man with a potential meaning for him to fulfill. I consider it a dangerous misconception of mental hygiene to assume that what man needs in the first place is equilibrium, or, as it is called in biology, homeostasis, i.e. attentionless state. What man actually needs is not attentionless state, but rather the striving and struggling for a worthwhile goal, a freely chosen task. What he needs is not the discharge of tension at any cost, but the call of a potential meaning waiting to be fulfilled by him. And one should not think that this holds true only for normal conditions. In neurotic individuals, it's even more valid. If architects want to strengthen a decrepit arch, they increase the load which is laid upon it, for thereby the parts are joined more firmly together. So if therapists wish to foster their patient's mental health, they should not be afraid to create a sound amount of tension through a reorientation towards the meaning of life. End quote. Creating tension means to have meaning, right? To do the things which give your life purpose. Not tension doing a whole bunch of random shit and tasks just staying busy because that provides nothing that does nothing for you. Earth time, so meaning the time we actually have here on Earth, 24 hours in a day, you know, 60 uh, seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour, that actual time um, is limited. And we have no idea how long that will be. And you'll ne- you never get back Earth time, never, ever. The things that you've you've already done, it's in it's in the past. Like it's already part of 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 your life that is gone already. You can always make change in the trajectory right now of of your life. Um, I don't think we think of these stories of uh, of death and like our our close friends and 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 friends and loved ones and people that we know through other people. Because death is scary and it seems foreign to us. We put it out of our brains because it seems to exist in a different reality that we don't want to think about. It's uncomfortable to talk about because death means to cease to exist. And, I mean, really, we can't fathom that until it hits close to home. And, you know, that idea should put more meaning into our lives. Deliberate action more warmth and love to our friends and those close to us. It was Bukowski who said, we're all going to die, all of us. What a circus. That alone should make us love each other, but it doesn't. We are terrorized and flattened by trivialities. We are eaten up by nothing. And in this sense, I think that time is the ultimate constraint. So... And we hear it all the time, but we should choose what we do wisely. Uh, choose those who we spend time with wisely. We don't know whenever it's going to end. So think about constraints. Think about where constraints may be helpful for you. And yeah, anyway, 
This is episode 10, which is really cool. I'm in double digits, and I'll never go back to single digits again unless I start something new. I don't know, but I, I'm super cool that I'm in double digits already. A um, couple announcements. So we're making a YouTube channel, slowly adding all episodes up. I think the first five are up there. Um, it's the Canon Dispatch, just like everywhere else. There's no videos for now. It's just like a graphic on the screen and then the title uh, of each episode. If you'd like to see some videos in the future, like maybe have a, a video podcast every now and then, um, let me know. Let me know by Carrier Pigeon or Dolphin or Smoke Signals or just email me on our email, which is Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you for everybody who's been messaging me and saying that they're sharing this with friends. That is the best way to get this out and uh, to get it um, listened to. So I really, really appreciate those who who share it. Um, and of course, you like it on those platforms like Spotify and Apple Music where you can like it and leave a comment. Really appreciate that. Um I'm building an email list, so I mention it uh, in each of the episode descriptions. I have a Substack, and you can click on the link within those link uh, those descriptions, and it'll link you to the Substack, and you can just put your email in there. Uh, and I'm going to use that to put out whenever new episodes drop. Every once in a while, not as frequent as the podcast episodes, I'll do uh, blog posts and you know, other things, um, whatever. So if you're interested in signing up with the email list, that's where the links are going to be. And then, or you can just email me at uh, Canon Dispatch Podcast again at Gmail, and then I will add you to the list. Uh, as always, if there's anything you'd like to see or people you'd like me to, uh, to interview, ideas for episodes, or just a message back and forth, there's all the ways that you know the email, the Substack, Instagram at Canon Dispatch, or maybe you just have my number. Um, I appreciate the feedback and I implement as much of it as I can if I agree with it. Absolutely. Uh, I make changes all the time on the fly because one of my dearest, dearest friends, Dave, shout out to you, Dave. I love you, bro. He'll tell me something's wrong with the audio or long pauses or whatever. And then 100% of the time it's operator error because I have no idea what I'm doing with this and I'm learning every day. Um, so completely from scratch so thank you dave so yeah and other people if you've uh, if you have any ideas or you don't like how something sounds or the volumes are too just let me know and uh, i'm learning the entire time about this um and i'm having a great time doing it listening to yourself is not always easy it's like listening to a recording of yourself playing an instrument or maybe you know putting your art out there or photo or whatever. And like, we're always our own worst critic and that'll never not be the case. Um, and I know the feedback I get from you guys is because you enjoy it and you care about helping me improve it. So it's a growing process. Really appreciate it. Uh, when I'm talking to people about these topics and episodes, even the interviews or afterwards, and I'm sort of talking to people about what I talked about or, or whatever, it makes me smile to think about all the different people that I'm talking to because they're from different periods of my life. Um, or I re recently met them because of the podcast. Um, I have old friends and peers and um, bosses, shipmates, friends from elementary school, musicians I've met along the way, the one random person in Japan, thank you, and my mom. 
and I've spoken about this before, but it's difficult for me to hone in really on on like a niche for the podcast, right? Like a fitness podcast, or drums podcast, or whatever. It's really difficult for me to do so because for me, there are just so many things to talk about and so many people to talk with and to listen to and to learn all this stuff. Um, but as long as you guys are listening, guys and gals, and I can maybe help open your minds to something new, new perspectives, a a book, something interesting, something cool, um, and engage in a dialogue, then I'm happy. I mean, that makes me happy because in doing so, I'm learning new things, new perspectives, new books I want to read, new interesting things, places I want to travel and see, whatever. So I think it's great. Um, This is the one place for me personally where like all this can happen. This connection between people and experiences and interesting ideas. And that's the main reason I started this to begin with. So thank you to you all. This was episode 10. And that's it. I'll see you next time.